you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday and welcome in to Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. Make sure you make us your first listen each and every day because we are daily here on Locked On NFL. And we have a lot to get into. Not only is it the week 13, which I can't believe I'm saying, week 13 power rankings, which we'll do uh, towards the end of the show, but this coaching carousel, Tony, is out of control. It's uh, in college right now. It's going to impact the NFL. And that's where we start today, where uh, there's a report out from ESPN that Urban Meyer, not interested in returning to college, not not interested in doing the 365, 24-7 type recruiting, but that Notre Dame job is open. And you cover the Jaguars and talk about them daily on Locked on Jaguars. So everyone should check that out. But how interested do you, do you think Urban is in this job? Do you buy that report, or is this much like it usually is when coaches say, ah, I'm not interested, more so for the, uh, the deflection than it is an actual true statement and true source from, from Urban? Yeah, credit to uh, ESPN's Mike DeRocco, a good friend of mine, by the way. Uh, he's actually been on uh, the Locked on Jaguars podcast with me. But <clears throat> DRock reported that NFL sources have told him that Urban – isn't um, interested in returning to college. They didn't discuss Notre Dame specifically because Notre Dame is his dream job. Uh, so that's something to note. And the other thing is this didn't come from Urban Meyer. This didn't come from the Jaguars. This also didn't come from someone in the agent community. They said NFL sources. So I assume that uh, Mike, I think Mike is very good at what he does. And I think it's extremely accurate. I just want to hear it from, I want to hear a flat out denial the way he denied interest in USC when he said I, there's no chance this is totally different and I have to also question this part of it is the luster worn out on Urban Meyer um, it's one thing to leave Florida because you say you, you, you're, um, your, your health isn't good which I would never question it's an, but it's quite another thing with the way everything went down at Ohio State before he left with his former coach involved with the domestic violence with his ex-wife and uh him not seeming to be uh, as forthcoming as he should have and the PR hit that he took. And then what happened with him in the offseason, well, during the season, ironically, after the Cincinnati game, when it seems like he wasn't as forthcoming at first as he's supposed. So now this little character stuff creeps in. And now with the way he started here in Jacksonville with people, the Jacksonville, mm-hmm. the Jacksonville fans sounds like, one of those comedians from back in the 60s is like, hey, take my wife, please take my coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so maybe for them, the luster has worn off mm-hmm. a little bit. And yeah. uh, I don't know if there's the interest that it once was with, with it, Urban Meyer as far as the colleges go. Here's why I wouldn't take it. And it's just me, 50,000 foot view. I, I just here's why I wouldn't be. I, I guess you're interested. And, in, you know, the, there's the prestige of Notre Dame. This isn't Florida or Ohio State where. You're, you're going to be able to get a, all five stars. 
and just have 52 five-star players, uh, you know, backing up another 52 five-star players and uh, get the top commitments where Joe Burrow, who could end up being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, doesn't even start for you at Ohio State. This isn't that, where Cam Newton doesn't even start for you at Florida because you have Tim Tebow. This is different at Notre Dame. It's harder. And I think that's part of the reason why Brian Kelly left. So that's part of it. The other part of it is, is the key to winning in the NFL is having an elite quarterback. And so if Urban Meyer leaves, to me, I'm going to be like, man, are you serious? You have Trevor Lawrence. He's supposed to be elite. You don't have weapons for him yet. I'm sure you're going to get those this offseason. Why wouldn't you want to stay there in a division that, me, to me, isn't that great? Uh, you know, I'm not buying a ton of Colts stock. I think Tennessee looks very average post Derrick Henry injury. We know what kind of dumpster fire there is in Houston right now. So why not Jacksonville, Pat, you know, in 2022 and beyond? And, uh, and so that's part of it. The other part is, isn't he making like $12 million a year? I mean, that's, a, that's a, some good coin. So that's part of it too. It, it is good coin. <clears throat> For me, though, I think if he would go, I heard rumors back in the day that Lou Holtz had them loosen some of the academic issues. And Lou Holtz was able to go into L.A. and Florida and L.A. He would, he would probably require that they – loosen some of those academic things and then he would probably yeah. require that they join the ACC and uh, so he could battle Clemson and FSU head up which would give him some more recruiting room but it's his dream job I, I think this is also more about whether or not he's enjoying himself he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself man I mean and he shouldn't be because the fans aren't enjoying themselves here in Jacksonville because it looks like a bit of a dumpster fire last week when you weren't here I said that one of the things it looks like is uh, on the sidelines when you watch the coaches if a 16 year old kid is working behind the counter and it's his first job and something comes to two dollars and 97 cent and a person gives him 302 all hell breaks loose because he's like what am i supposed to do with this you know he just thought he was gonna yeah. give him three pennies but no you gotta give him a nickel but the the, the teenager's looking like he has to go get the supervisor that's what they look like sometimes on the sideline they don't have people on the field yeah. bro i thought i seen it all a few weeks back when they had 12 men on the field had to call a timeout, and then the very next penalty, they got 12. The next play, they got 12 men on the field again, Man. and they got a penalty. That's two plays in a row, and that was after a change of possession. I thought I saw everything until a couple of weeks ago. They lined up the punt, and the punter wasn't on the field. He ran on the field after everybody's out there looking around. He jogs out there putting his helmet on. He goes, I thought I saw – this is what we're getting here. And Yeah, yep, okay. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And – he doesn't have the advantages. Uh, James Robinson fumbled. He hadn't fumbled in his career here. James Robinson doesn't play for the next 16 snaps. The media asked Urban why. He goes, I don't uh, micromanage my coaches. What do you mean you don't micromanage? He's your best player on your offense, and he wasn't on the field. You ain't asking the question why? So he comes back the next day, and he goes, the coaches said Carlos Hyden had more juice in his legs. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you're looking at me. I'm, if you're watching, I'm going crazy. If you're not watching – just imagine when you were a kid and you said something to your parents that they knew they were ready to slap you. That's the way I'm looking right now. Yeah. Carlos Hyde has never, honestly, I'll say has never in his career, maybe at Ohio state had more juice in his legs than James Robinson ever. No. Like even when he was good at San Francisco, you know, James Robinson's just a better player, more productive. So agree with you there Two, Didn't know that. And that's why it's, it's good to talk about the Jags when you're on, because well, let's be honest here. You're going to give us insight. What? Urban Meyer should be a micromanager. That's what he should be. What the hell is he doing down there? And so 
that's the thing. So when you tell me that, I'm like, well, maybe his heart isn't in it. And if his heart isn't in it and Notre Dame is his dream job, but then maybe he does go. And, and maybe that's uh, where it takes him. But if uh, they want him, if they want him, if they want him, if they want him. And, you know, obviously Luke Fickle will be in the mix, a guy I cover up here in Cincinnati and uh, someone that uh, Bearcats fans are excited about. We'll see. But uh, it, it's crazy. And you know what I think is even crazier than Urban Meyer to Notre Dame? is the thing I heard earlier this week. We'll continue that. Plus, Mike Tomlin. Let's revisit something Mike Tomlin said earlier this season. But I got to tell you about betonline.ag because right now there are odds for the coaching carousel. Maybe you think Urban Meyer is going to be Notre Dame's next head coach. Well, you can wager on that at betonline.ag. Or maybe you think it's going to be Marcus Freeman or Luke Fickle or one of these other guys, Pat Fitzgerald. You can wager on that. You can wager on Trevor Lawrence somehow emerging as Rookie of the Year, even though we know it's going to be Mac Jones or Jamar Chase, plus every single NFL game, every NBA game. I know Steph Curry played the Suns last night. Those Warriors and those Suns, they're both off the hot start, so you can wager on that as well. NBA, NFL, college football, all in one spot. Go there now, betonline.ag, and make sure you use promo code Locked On when you sign up and you make that first deposit because you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money right now just by using promo code Locked On. So don't delay. BetOnline.ag, promo code Locked On, and get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is where the game starts. And your day starts with us on Locked On NFL, and you make us your first listen, and we appreciate that. And we are free on all platforms. This is James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Actually, he's James Rapine and I'm Tony Wiggins. You know what, man? You traveled last week, and I told the people you couldn't make it. And the last time I remember, I might be aging myself a little bit. The last time Florida, which is where I am, and James couldn't make it was an episode of Good Times when Florida oh, dropped man. the pot and goes, damn, damn, damn. So I think I went, damn, 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 in my head last week. <laughs> so, you know. You are was, aging yourself. I wonder yeah, how many of myself. our – our listeners and watch hopefully a decent amount of them, right? Yeah, I, I would have watched the I damn, damn, man. Got to watch the damn, but, damn episode of Good Times. Well, go ahead. You were talking about <laughs> there, there was, we're going to revisit some stuff and some wild stuff you heard, but I love when we get a chance to sort of validate our opinions on here based on what was said in the past. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing, Cliff Kingsbury, let mm-hmm. me ask you this. He, he's being in the, in the running now for Oklahoma. He's their top target, according to some reports. Didn't dismiss it earlier this week. This is another one where fine if that's what you want to do but man you got kyler murray there is no damn way see the difference between trevor lawrence and kyler murray is is kyler murray has arrived Mm -hmm. i know what he is he's great the biggest concern is health i guess fine he's great though and the the seahawks are down the rams are stumbling some you're the you're the top team spoiler in our power rankings you're really going to oklahoma and I'm not knocking Oklahoma. It's a great college shop. That's fine. Are you kidding me? There's no chance I would do that if I was Cliff Kingsbury. Now, who knows? Maybe he does, and, and maybe you're going to play devil's advocate here. I don't know what you're going to say. But, man, Arizona, that's uh, that's too nice for me with Kyler Murray right, under center. Right. Well, no, I wouldn't do it if I was him because the last time he was in college, he was a failure. So that's one with reason. With Pat I Mahomes. Would, right, with Pat Mahomes at, at Texas Tech. So that's one reason I wouldn't do it, too. I think he gets a chance to do in the NFL the one thing that he does well, which is just strictly play call. He doesn't have to monitor 85 guys and get a call in the middle of the night from uh, the police blotter and go on the road and do. 
I think the NFL is perfectly suited for him, and he has this relationship with Kyler. He needs to stay there. This is a situation where I don't think you leave a good situation to go to where you think it's better. Now, I will tell you this about Oklahoma. This is something that I put out earlier today. If Alabama's the New England Patriots, then Oklahoma is Pittsburgh, the Steelers. And I'll tell you why. Because in my lifetime, uh, well, since 1947, they've had 11 coaches. But mainly I'm talking about in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. They have been the most consistent, never bad, never really down program, 65% of the games. Four of those coaches, when you take Bud Wilkinson, um, Bob Stoops, Barry Switzer, and now Lincoln Riley, those four guys have won 82% of their games over what is like 44 seasons that they've been there. That's amazing. I've never seen a team that has always consistently seemed like they won 10 games, and it's them. And they've been that way. I'm 52 years old. They've been that way my entire life. Maybe the the John Blake years were like the two or three bad years, and maybe the one year Schnellenberger was there. But other than that, they've always been good. So that's a situation where maybe you don't have to do as much recruiting. Maybe all you have to do is just call a bunch of plays and stuff. I still, if I was him, I'd keep rehabbing my reputation as a coach. They're in a position where they might win it. That changes everything. You win a Super Bowl. And then you can call your shot and you can do whatever. And then you can recruit with that big ring on your finger. And uh, that makes life a lot easier for you. Yeah, it does. But the thing is, and I guess if you paint the path to Cliff Kingsbury going to Oklahoma or insert whatever NFL head coach going to one of these big time schools and filling one of these vacancies, it's look at the money being tossed around. Mm-hmm. Look at the, you know, nine years, 95 million for Brian Kelly. And that doesn't include all the door endorsement deals and things that he's going to probably get at LSU. Right. I mean, that, that comes with perks. That's just the, the money we see up front. Lincoln Riley, they have to buy both of his homes and give him, what was it? Five, six million bucks for a home in LA plus all the money he's getting there. I mean, it's just a hell of a, and deal a free and, you, you, and a 24 hour jet access for his private family. plane. Think about that. I mean, he's getting treated like the damn president on air yeah. force one. And so that part of it, like if you give that, like the Bengals don't do that. Okay. Like these, some of these NFL teams, I'm sure the Cardinals do a lot. I don't know if they do that. And so when Mike Tomlin was asked about that USC job, man, if you look at all those perks, mm-hmm. ooh, if they would have made it to the end of the season, I, I think that would have been at least tempting. And I think that's the point. Now, some of these NFL coaches, are, some of these schools might come after these NFL coaches and, and come at them hard with a lot of money and a lot of perks that could be hard to turn down. I think for Tomlin too, his reaction was mainly at the local media in Pittsburgh from what I've heard. He's been on a hot seat for like three years now. And it's ridiculous because uh, him and John, John Harbaugh, remember a couple of years ago, people were talking about maybe John Harbaugh was on it, was on the hot seat, but they never say that stuff about Andy Reid. They never say that stuff about Sean Payton. And the reason why I bring those guys up because those are the people who have won uh, one title. And um, the 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 thing about Tomlin's reaction was, I think it got misconstrued, and folks started to co-opt why he was angry. He's an NFL coach. He wants to be viewed as an NFL coach. But there were people on the network, uh, Stephen A. and I and I'll mention it who made this about race and they said they don't do this to other people and there was a racial connotation to it now let me tell you why i don't think it was 
Okay, so what you get is you get USC who obviously wants to gauge people's interest and they're arrogant enough to say, no, we can ask that man to come be the leader of men for our guys for the next 20 years and be the next Nick Saban because everyone wants to find a guy that can walk into a room and out Nick Saban, Nick Saban, or at least go chest to chest with him when it comes to recruits. We're going to do that. The media got a hold of it from credible information and they even leaked the source was Carson Palmer. And they just asked him a question. And that's mm -hmm. their job to ask him a question. So when you bring race into something, you have to bring a boogeyman in and it has to have, there has to be somewhere you can go where someone is doing something that's racially motivated, not how the public perceives it, but who's doing it. So yep. was USC being racist, wanting to give a guy $110 million, $5 million, pay off his house and got buy him a jet plane and tell him, we think you're worth this because you're going to lead our team. That's not racism is a reporter who heard about USC gauging Mark, Mike Tomlin. Is he racist for asking Tomlin if he's interested? That's not racist. You know what was racist? What's racist is jumping to the conclusion that, that somehow USC was doing something wrong by offering him what they just offered Cliff Kingsbury. That's not, there's nothing Wait. wrong with that. Well, not Cliff Kingsbury, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. The coach from Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln so, Riley, yeah, yeah. So, so my point is now, in hindsight, when we look back on it, when Tomlin said there ain't a booster check big enough, yesterday I put a meme out of King Jaffe Joppa saying nonsense. I wonder now if he looks back and he goes, well, damn, I didn't know it was like that. Mm -hmm. Because these guys are actually being treated better than NFL coaches for some for, for, for a certain. And, and then check this out real quick, and, and I'll let you go. You're good. They, folks said to me, the NFL is a billion dollar business. Ain't no college got that kind of money. No booster can stand up to an NFL owner. You know what Jerry Jones is? Jerry Jones is a booster at Arkansas. He's not yeah. just an NFL owner. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you look at the boosters from these major power five conferences, and, and I don't know why people think NFL owners are the richest people in the world. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're rich, and they're, but there are a lot of people that don't own sports teams. Does Elon Musk own a sports team? No. Does the guy who own, owns Oracle <clears throat> own a sports team? But he's a. Nope. But they're both boost. They're both alumni for some school. Mm -hmm. So let's not kid ourselves here. And I think sometimes we get caught up in stuff that we hear other people say, and we don't think it through. These boosters are rich as hell. Yeah, they are, and that's why someone did an article, and I, I forget exactly who. And I forget the outlet, which is bad, uh, but I still want to give it some credit. They, they accounted for all of the money these Power Five universities had spent to tell coaches to leave, to fire them because of how big these contracts are. So guess where that money comes from? It comes from, the you know, the boosters like, just get them out of here. Let's go. Let's move it's on. Time. It's time to go. Florida, the yep. University of Florida is still paying. I think they're paying Ron Zook. I'm, I might be wrong, but I know they're paying. Will Muschamp, they're paying Jim McElwain, and they're paying Dan Mullen, and then they yep. just gave Billy Napier $7.5 million a year. So they're paying all of those people. FSU is still paying Willie Taggart $18 million. Where do you mm -hmm. think that money comes from? Those people want to win so bad because that piece of paper that's hanging on their wall, we will sign a check for you to get him out of there and get somebody else. That's yep. just simple. That's just the way it is. Yep. Yep, that's the way it is. And so that's why – from an NFL standpoint, I don't know. I mean, there are some coaches that are, are off the table, but never say never.
whether it's Urban Meyer, Cliff Kingsbury. I know people, a lot of people laughed at that. And I did initially too. But when you're looking at the dollars that are being tossed around, if you're Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, you get offered 100 mil. Might be tempting, especially might if they be. throw a private jet on top of that. It might be. And, and then the one thing that uh, has, we had a thread on our network is this. Who wants to leave the NFL to go recruit? Well, first of all, if you're Mike Tomlin, recruiting ain't that hard. Mm -mm. The reason why Urban Meyer keeps talking about recruiting and people in Jacksonville keep getting mad at him because he can't recruit is because that's what he did well. You know why? Wasn't that hard for him. Nick Saban, mm -hmm. it's not that hard. Alabama and Ohio State have four and five-star recruits. And Clemson, they have four and five-star recruits waiting for a committable offer they're saying hold on we'll see kentucky and basketball it's the same thing they don't have to recruit a kid all summer they can show up two days before signing day and knock on the door like the big blue gorilla and that kid might flip that's just the way yep. it goes for some people and i think the creme de la creme in the nfl because of who they are because of the exposure if they go back to college they won't have a problem at all because those kids know who they are out of the gate Speaking of the best of the best, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the planet, and there are so many flavors, whether it's the cookies and cream, the mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, and they're the best protein bars on the planet because they're high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, and they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% chocolate, so it's the protein bar that has great macros, that's going to fit your diet as you maybe try to bulk up. Maybe you're just looking for a healthy snack midday or a protein punch post-workout. It can do all of those things, plus you're not sacrificing taste. So check them out right now at built.com and make sure you use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. It's that simple. You go to built.com, check out everything they have there. They have a lot of awesomeness if you're watching on YouTube, here's a built bar right here. I'm about to crush this one. This cookie dough chunk, amazing mm. bar of awesomeness. So go there now. Check them out. Built.com, promo code LOCK15. And welcome back to, well, not welcome back because you ain't going nowhere because you were just listening to James. But this is the third segment of the day. And what this is, is the power rankings for yep. the Locked On NFL show. Here, here's the thing. We do this every single week, and it seems like it changes every single week because teams that we think are good get their head busted open by a team that isn't so good. However, <laughs> we're back at it here, and the Cardinals are sitting tall at number one. The Packers, rightfully, are number two. The Bucks, number three. Look at the Chiefs after falling back early in the year. They, I think they got as low as, like, what, 18 or something, 16, 18? The Chiefs are now right back in striking distance at seven and four because they figured it out. And those Patriots, we did a show about two or three weeks ago about that logo, and it's coming. They're eight and four, and they're staring down the rest of the mm -hmm. AFC, James. Yeah, I, I had the Patriots higher. I think I had them maybe third. I think they're playing great. I think they're playing the best ball out of anyone in the uh, AFC. And I, to me, they could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Ravens. They could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Chiefs. They could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with whoever you think is the best team in the AFC. And so, yeah, I, I like the, the Patriots a lot, the way they're playing, how they're playing. And I think it translates, especially if they can find a way. They're the two seed. If they can get that one seed in the playoffs, go through Foxborough, yep. buckle up. Because Patrick Mahomes, even though they're, they're playing better, you don't want to have to go to Foxborough and deal with that. And uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're certainly a threat. But uh, overall, uh, maybe a little bit surprised that the Bengals didn't move up a little more. But you look at the teams ahead of them, 
you know, the Rams probably should drop down a bit more. You know, you lose three straight games in your seventh. Are they playing like the seventh best team in the NFL? I don't think so. The Bills, we'll see. Obviously coming off of a big win, I think they're about right. And your Cowboys, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore about the Cowboys. They uh, ugly, ugly lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they're not my Cowboys. Uh, but uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They um, were a couple weeks ago. They yeah, were a couple they, weeks yeah, ago. They, they Dak was good. the MVP. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And the they're hurt. Don't, don't, sit, don't sit there and act like they ain't got guys hurt and out with COVID. And the, what makes them good is their explosiveness. And you start taking parts away from them, then they're not going to be oh, as yeah. good. But I feel you know, mm-hmm. I deserve that. Mm-hmm. I deserve it. The Rams perplex me. You know why the Rams perplex me? Because I don't want to give them a mulligan, but I do want to say this: they've lost to good teams. It's not like they just. They're not like the Bills and the Cowboys that just let some raggedy team just beat them, right? You know, they didn't lose to the Jaguars or lose at home to Denver by 30 points. They're losing to Green Bay, and they're losing to, like, you know, the the Ravens, and they're losing or whoever they played, but they're losing to these teams that are sitting right here in the top of these rankings with them. So they're losing to the Cardinals and the 49ers who are on their way back up the polls as well, and we'll see that in a second. So – they probably have had the toughest slate of games, and they also beat the Bucks. I challenge you to find any team that has played all of those teams, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks. As a matter of fact, that's one, two, three, and the Rams have played all of them, right? Yeah, that's all right. That's fair. Matt Stafford's banged up. I'm not saying they don't have the potential. I'm saying right, right now, the way they're playing, uh, like if, if the Patriots play the Rams this week, and they're not, but if they did, who are you picking? Because I'm picking the Patriots. Oh no, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick the Patriots as well because they're really. Right. But I will. But I will tell you this: the Titans are 11. They played them too. That's one of their losses. So the Rams' losses are all to teams in the top 13 of our poll. And I don't know if anybody else can say that. And maybe these other teams, their record would be bad too, or not really bad, but they'd be seven and four if those are the teams that they played against. So let me run through the rest of this. Titans are 11. Coats are 12. Coats are on their way up. They're on their way up. The 49ers are on their way up. They're six and five. They seem to be healthy. The Chargers, they still make me want to scratch my head. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I don't. And I can say the same thing about the Raiders, who have had a crazy, crazy uh, season off the field. They're sitting there at six and five also, but you can't count them out. Yeah, you you can't count them out. And I, I was shocked that they beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, but those weird Thanksgiving games are what they are. Uh, rounding out the the top 20, 16th is the Browns, who are just reeling. The Broncos, who are playing pretty well. The Vikings, Washington coming off of a big win in the Saints with an ugly, ugly loss. And then speaking of ugly losses, the Steelers at 5-5-1 five, five and one are 21st. Eagles 22nd. Dolphins 23rd. Panthers 24th. Falcons 25th. And then rounding out the final seven, Giants, Seahawks all the way down to 27th. Bears 28th. Jets 29th, Jags 30th, followed by the Texans and the Detroit Lions, who are still winless 11 games into the season. I think if you put those last four teams in a round robin, Detroit probably scrapes and scratches and beats all three of them. To be to really, be, yeah, they're tough, wow. man. They're they're tough, mean. You know, you know that I, you know, my barbershop environment. I used to tell people this. They used to always talk about dudes. They talk about dudes that were not the best looking guys they call them ugly guys you know what i'm saying the yep. worst thing you can do is getting to a it start playing the dozens and ranking or joining with an ugly guy you know why because he's hurt it his whole life and guess what 
He knows how to come back and he will signify with you and he will make you feel bad because there's nothing you can do to make you feel bad about you. That's what the Lions are. The Lions are that scrape, that scratchy, bottom-feeding team that no matter what you say, they've heard it before and they got a quick comeback for you. That's what they are. They play that way too. And they, they're really close. And that's a hard game nobody wants to play. So if anybody on this back end can make – any sort of move, I would say it's the Vikings, but they've had some tough luck because as soon as they get hot, they play a team that can kind of knock them back a little bit. But I think the rest of these teams on this side, they're pretty much done. Denver, though, Denver also at seven. I was going to say Denver, man. Yeah. I, I would have Denver right now. I would put Denver ahead of the Browns. I would put Denver ahead of the Raiders because I think they're playing better. I don't necessarily right. think they're more talented than the Browns. I think they're playing better than the Browns. And so I, I think they're a, a little lower than I had on my power rankings. Yep. Shout out to the GM too, because every single, and Cody Rourke from locked on uh, Broncos brought this up. Every one of their picks from this year's draft seems like they're making a contribution. So shout out to him. Sometimes those people that draft well aren't sexy, but then they end up with the picks actually working out a lot better. So those are power rankings for week 13. And uh, you can use this and get ready for all of your action on bet online this week. But before you do that, you need to go check out the locked on bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling, who they, they give you information, man, that you can't get anywhere else. And they're going to help you out when it comes time for you to get paid and win you some money. James, it's been fun as always, man, here. we got to see. This is the wackiest day in college coaching that I've ever seen. And it just sort of has bled over to the, the NFL with some of the news that we're going to see. And we're just going to keep listening to see if something changes. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what happens? Maybe, uh, you know, I cover the Bengals on Lockdown Bengals. Maybe Zach Taylor's headed to Notre Dame. I'm just kidding. I don't think that'll happen. But you never know. Who the hell knows? It's uh, know. it's wild, but that's what makes it fun. And we're going to be here for all of you every single step of the way. Uh, Tony, take us out. You you have the best outros in the game. Go ahead. Well, I love it, man. I always tell you guys, try to take care of each other. And please take care of each other. Make sure you make us your first listen every single day. Check us out on Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Bengals. And check the guys out tomorrow on Locked on NFL. Take care of each other, man. Until next time, we'll see you.